Ladies and gentlemen, welcome aboard today's edition, Human Events Daily. Absolutely massive show today, so make sure to strap yourself in. Those loins need to be girded out there, people. All right, today's top stories. Number one, China has launched a nuclear-capable hypersonic missile around the globe. Second, a huge freedom flu update. Boeing, the Seattle Police Department, Delta, and a Southwest protest that's taking place today. Next, the Loudoun County prosecutor defends the decision to send the sexual assault student to another school where he struck again. And then finally, Antifa is out defending vaccine mandates and demanding more lockdowns. All this and more ahead, Human Events Daily. All right, in today's first story, the Financial Times broke this last Friday night. We're going to come in with all the details today. A lot of people asking a lot of questions. I'm going to break it down military style because of my background as a prior Navy intelligence officer. From the Daily Mail headline, Beijing blasts nuclear-capable hypersonic missile right around the globe. Terrifying new 21,000-mile-an-hour weapon circles in low orbit before striking anywhere on Earth from space in minutes would render U.S. anti-missile defenses useless intelligence officials stunned, caught completely off guard by astonishing and remarkable progress in China's technological capabilities for warfare. Let's watch a video. This is of a launch of a similar rocket just a few months ago in China. So one of the main questions we got in is how this is different. We knew China had missiles. We knew China had nukes. How is this any different from the past? Well, let me show up this map. We're going to do a map break and put this in. The biggest difference here is that a ballistic missile is like a catapult system. It goes up, it goes down. It's dumb fired. There isn't a, a uh, strong way to be able to change its progress in flight, right? However, now with the hypersonic glide vehicle, the HGV, you have the ability for this thing to not only maneuver, but what it does is it flies around the South Pole, thus evading US early warning systems in Alaska and Greenland. This gives it the ability, so sure, the launch is going to be um, detected by the US or Russia or any other adversary, India, of course, but the question is that thing when on approach, it's doing Mach 5 or more, it's gonna be ionized, we very hard to be able to track this thing because of its low flight profile. So this is orial, uh, orbital bombardment from an extremely fast, extremely maneuverable vehicle. We don't have anything currently in our arsenal that can counter this. Now, if they launched it, of course, nuclear capable, uh, they could deploy it as an EMP. So basically taking out the electronics on your region of choice, whether that be Hawaii and PACOM command at Pearl Harbor, whether that be the Western seaboard or whether that of course be the Eastern seaboard. Now, of course, US submarines out there would still continue uh, to maintain their second strike capability. But the bigger question is if they can dial this in, 
And if they can dial this into the point where they can render a U.S. aircraft carrier inoperable, render the electronics or screw around with the radar and the sensors and everything else that's on an aircraft carrier, everything else that comes with one of those carrier strike groups, then you have the ability to really neutralize the United States in any naval conflict on uh, the Pacific Ocean. So essentially, of course, what have we all been talking about? Taiwan, a Taiwan scenario, the South China Sea, all of that. Of course, U.S. aircraft carriers have always been the United States' greatest strategic advantage. Uh, we have more aircraft carriers than every other country in the world combined. Um, now China has the ability to potentially, potentially, if they dial it in, come forward with the capability to go toe-to-toe -to -toe with those aircraft carriers. Now, why is China doing this now? Well, number one, of course, it represents a continued progress of their technology, but also you have to look at it from the perspective of the backs of China's economic slowdown, the way the supply chain crisis is hitting them, and the, the fact that you have Evergrande and the shadow banking system is completely collapsing within China right now. You have people that, uh, in the manufacturing operations that are grinding to an absolute halt within China. So what does that mean? I've said it before, one to 2% unemployment in the United States, you've got a problem. One to 2% unemployment increase in China is a potential revolution on their hands. And Xi Jinping and the CCP absolutely know that. That is why they are rattling the sabers right now. That's why they're launching missiles. That's why they're strafing Taiwan. That's why they're conducting all of these operations, because they want to play up the hyper-nationalism of the people inside. Now, the question, the question, of course, is does any of this go kinetic? Because I guarantee you, I absolutely guarantee you, if this were to go kinetic, you would have Chinese soldiers in Taipei by Christmas. You can take that to the absolute bank. Stay tuned, we got more up ahead. Human Events Daily continues. I told you last week that the freedom flu would be the new pandemic sweeping the nation, and that has now come to pass. Delta over the weekend announced that they are going to be dropping their vaccine mandate. They're going to make it optional, but they are going to respect the choices and the religious beliefs of their employees. Next up, out of Boeing, huge protest that took place outside of Boeing on Friday. Take a look at these stunning images that I know it's, you know, I know it's kind of a cliche, but guess what? You're not going to see this anywhere else. This is thankful. Uh, thanks to uh, Katie Daviscourt out of the post millennial for getting this footage. Now, we also talked last week about how police departments around the country are going to start seeing people go off the job, leave the job because of the fact that this vaccine mandate is kicking in. Listen to a Washington state state trooper sign off after 22 years on the police force 
This is the last time he's making a call over the radio. That's why it's called his sign off. Listen to what he says to the governor. And he points out that he would have continued serving on the force if it wasn't for the vaccine mandate. Listen to this. This is my final sign off. Um, After 22 years of serving the citizens of the state of Washington, um, being asked to leave because I am dirty. Um, Numerous fatalities, um, injuries. I've worked sick. I've played sick. Um, we buried lots of friends over these years. I'd like to thank you guys. I'd like to thank the um, citizens of Yakima County, as well as my fellow officers within the Valley. Without you guys, I wouldn't have been very successful and you've kept me safe and got me home to my family every night. Um, thank you for that. Um, wish I could say more, but um, this is it. So state 1034, this is the last time you'll hear me in a state patrol car. And Jay Ansley can kiss my ass. Thank you for your 22 years and five months of service to the citizens of Washington State. You've taken on many roles in your time with the patrol. In your first year, you delivered a baby while on patrol in Bremerton. You've been a DRE, DRE instructor, certified technical specialist, and reconstructionist, peer support member, part of the chaplaincy board, and a CBD trooper. You've been a great role model and mentor for all young troopers serving in the area by sharing your knowledge and experience throughout the years. Thank you for your service. 1906. So our airplanes are less safe because there's less workers. Uh, You know, I was actually flying this weekend. I'm here in Denver right now. And uh, out of the D.C. airport, there was only one station of TSA set up. So everybody for the entire airport had to go to one station at TSA. And the vaccine mandates haven't even kicked in yet. So you've got a labor shortage at TSA. What is this going to do for our own ability to travel, Not a, let alone the supply chain issues and everything else that's going on? That's why I tell people, go to MyPillow.com, use promo code POSO right now. Uh, make sure that you order American because you need to beat the supply chains and you need to order from inside the United States to get there before Christmas. Next. Out in Southwest today, Southwest headquarters, Dallas, Texas, there's going to be a massive protest. You've got Southwest employees, former employees, and now other people are getting, even Ken Paxton, the attorney general of Texas is going to be there. Why is this significant? This is significant because Greg Abbott, the governor of Texas, just passed a law banning vaccine mandates issued by any entity in the state of Texas. Southwest, of course, American as well, by the way, are headquartered in Texas. And they say, well, look, we're caught between the federal government and the state government here. We are a federal contractor and we're going to be pushing this. Whereas Texas is saying, you're headquartered in our state. You're not allowed to have a vaccine mandate. What's going on? Who's going to blink first? Now, Delta, of course, said they're not going to be pushing the vaccine mandate. So you've got a situation I really feel like where these airlines are going to have to look reality in the face and turn to Joe Biden and say, you know what? Enough is enough. We can't go through with this anymore. We've got a lot of people vaccinated, but we've also got people who are exercising their freedom of choice. They're exercising their freedom of religion. They have uh, either immunocompromised immunodeficiencies. They have issues. We can't and we're not going to be the ones to force this on them. And you need to stop. You need to stop right now. So, ladies and gentlemen, last week, remember, we were, remember they told us the fact checkers out there, the fact checkerati were trying to tell us the freedom flu wasn't real. Well, guess what, folks? It's real. It's here to stay. And it's not going away because the workers 
and the people of this country have a say. And the regime is not able to force mandate everything they want. So just a quick thank you to everybody before we get into the next story. Uh, thank you so much for watching Turning Point Live. I don't know if you saw on Friday, I actually flew out to Phoenix for the first time. Excuse me, I teleported out to Phoenix for the first time and uh, took part in Human Events Hour 2 with John Root, Isabel Brown. It was amazing. Morgan Zeggers was there. And then, of course, we did the entire show with Charlie Kirk, which is fantastic. He, of course, is doing his debate night. He's got his entire tour going on. So make sure that you watch everything that Turning Point Live is doing. They're putting it out there every day. Rumble, Facebook, YouTube. There's so many. Of course, we do your daily briefing here on Human Events Daily, but there's all these deep dives, these great discussions. We even interviewed uh, John Root and myself interviewed the flight captain, the pilot who's leading the Freedom Flyers. He had that viral video. So we were able to put that out. We were able to make it happen because we were there at Turning Point Live. So it's so important. Continue watching this. And also, that's where you get the information, the inside information to be the first to know when all of these amazing events that are going to be taking place. We had SAS over the summer. Uh, we've got the Women's Leadership Summit that uh, took place. But then also, where all of this is gearing up towards America Fest, which happens in December. It's going to be mid-December in Phoenix, the largest conservative event in the country. The music acts and the names of the people that are going to be speaking, it's all of your greatest speakers, plus amazing country music acts. Folks, go to turningpointusa.com, get your tickets right now, because once this thing's sold out, once it's it's done, and so don't, so don't come to me and say, oh, Jack, you know, can I get you in? Poso, can you give me the hookup? Look, I told you. All right. I told you I was here. Now, let's get into the next story, because this one, unfortunately, is one. It's that same story that I told you before. I wish I didn't have to report this. And yet we are required to report this because this is what's going on in our country. This is what's going on in our world. Daily Mail headline, the woke Loudoun County prosecutor was blasted for helping jail the dad whose daughter was raped by a boy in a skirt in the girl's bathroom. Remember, we covered that story last week. We showed you Luke Brosiak over at Daily Wire was the one who broke the story. However, the prosecutor has defended the decision to send the attacker, right, the alleged rapist, to another school where he then struck again. Okay, this is Loudoun County Commonwealth's attorney, uh, Buda Barrage, pushed to have the, the, the father jailed. She pushed at think about the same prosecutor, same county. She pushed to have the father jailed because he wanted to come out and speak at the school board meeting about the rape of his daughter. But she defended the decision. I don't, I don't even know how to read the story to send the attacker to another school where he committed another sexual assault. And why wouldn't he? Because he got away with the first one. So, of course, he's going to continue this behavior. Now, uh, we're not even entirely sure if the student has been jailed at this point. But what you have to ask is what the heck is going on in Loudoun County? What the heck is going on with all of these DAs? You've got a DA in Philadelphia that doesn't want to prosecute crime anymore. You've got DA in San Francisco that's letting people out for anything and saying we're not even going to prosecute stuff if it's below a certain financial level. And then you've got this DA 
that's covering up for, and, and let's call it what is it what it is. This is the rape of a minor. Covering up the rape of a minor using pass the trash policies to be able to send someone over to another school rather than actually do the right thing, uh, put this person behind bars or at least put them in a situation where they can't attack other children, other students who are trying to go to school, right? High school, middle school is bad enough. When you let these predators come in, so you had identified one, but then you arrested the parent. And the school board association is nowhere in this. The school board association is actually attack. Who are they doing? They're going to the White House and they're attacking Charlie Kirk. They're attacking Turning Point. They're saying Turning Point is spreading misinformation about school boards. They're going to the DOJ. They say Merrick Garland, Merrick Garland, whose son-in-law, by the way, is behind all, a lot of this CRT stuff. They're saying, please, please prosecute the conservatives who are reporting the facts on what's going on. But we're not going to say anything about the rapists and the sexual assaults that are now, and by the way, have been rampant in many public schools that are now continuing on our watch and are being covered up. Every single one of these people should be arrested. I, I honestly think every single one of these people should be arrested. Now, we've got new footage out of Brisbane, Australia, that may be confusing to people out there if you weren't followers of Human Events Daily. And if you hadn't read uh, the book that I put out, Antifa Stories from Inside the Black Block, to understand what's going on. It's Antifa holding a protest, demanding vaccine mandates and a continuation of the lockdowns while also claiming they're anti-fascist. What's going on here? Take a look. Now, if you've understood my theory of the case for over a year, probably more than that, talking about Antifa, what I've explained is that Antifa claims, of course, to be anti-fascist and they have all of their propaganda and literature about that. But what do they actually do in function? What purpose do they serve? Antifa are the shock troops of the ruling class. The same way, and I tweeted this out the other day, that BlackRock is the operational arm of the Fed that's gobbling up real estate. You've got Bill Gates buying up all the farmland out there. There's a reason they're doing that. And now there's also a reason that Antifa is out there demanding more lockdowns, demanding continuation of turning Australia into a prison island. And why is this? Because Antifa does not serve the working class. Antifa doesn't serve the people. Antifa isn't fighting on behalf of anyone other than the richest. We're not even talking the 1%. We're talking about the 0.1%, okay? They can see 
What's in the, um, when I, when talking about this, I don't mean Antifa, right? Antifa, they're, they're useful idiots, right? They're useful idiots. They are going to go the same way as the Mensheviks. There's a reason we talk about the Bolsheviks and not what happened to the Mensheviks. You are the first ones that get, uh, that get sent away. So Antifa, what are they doing? They're perpetuating the greatest roll-up of power in human history in the West, the growth of the authoritarian West. What do we call this? Well, what do they call it? They call it the Great Reset. The Great Reset by and which you have central banks that are printing money through handing loans, right, to these massive money market managers like BlackRock. And what are they doing with it? They're sprinkling it around to their friends they're labeling ESG scores on companies. So that's essentially a corporate social credit score. And they're going in and inflating their own profits while keeping millennials and Zoomers as a renter class of urban serfs. Congratulations. Welcome to the neo-feudal robber barons because they are here and Antifa is working for them. Understand what we're up against so that we can accurately dismantle it, prepare for it, and move beyond it. All right, that is it for us here on Human Events Daily. But remember to always watch this every day. Be the influence agent. Share this out with your normie friends. Get it everywhere. Remember our motto, be good, be brief, be gone. We are giving you the bottom line up front. But before we go, it's time for today's moment of history. Today, 1867, the United States of America purchased the territory of Alaska from the Russian Empire, a territory rich in natural resources, raw earth elements. It's all there, folks. We don't need to go to Afghanistan. We don't need to go to Africa. We don't need to go all, around, all the way around the world. Take the Alaska pill. We develop Alaska. It helps the United States of America. It brings down our gas prices. It brings down everything. This is the way, folks. This is the way. Ladies and gentlemen, as always, you have my permission to lay ashore.